welcome to the 83rd episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than Food and Frightening Film Fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead, turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. As a follow-up to last week's Wolf Cop review, I'm discussing another lesser-known cop horror franchise, and that is Maniac Cop. There are three films total in the series. The first movie, Maniac Cop from 1988, directed by William Lustige, written and produced by Larry Cohen, starring Tom Atkinson as Detective Frank McRae. And you remember we've talked about him several times before as part of the Halloween franchise uh, for Halloween 3, as well as Creep Show, Night of the Creeps. And he's also been in The Fog, Escape from New York. He's been in hundreds of movies. Also starring is Bruce Campbell as Jack Forrest. He, of course, is most famous for Ashy Slashy from the Evil Dead franchise, which we previously covered. Um, So it was nice to see him in something other than that character. Also starring Laura Landon as Teresa Mallory. Richard Roundtree as Commissioner Pike. He played Shaft in, I think, like four Shaft movies. William Smith as Captain Ripley. Cherie North as Sally Nolan. She's also a familiar face. She's been in lots of stuff, I think, including uh, soap operas. And Robert Zadar, that's Z uh, apostrophe D-A-R, as Matt Cordell, the maniac cop. And we'll talk about him more a little bit later. The second movie is from 1990, so two years later. That's Direct 2 Home Video Directed, written, and produced, again by the same people. Returning are Bruce Campbell and Lauren Landon as Jack and Teresa. And, of course, Robert Zadar as the Maniac Cop. New are Robert Davi as Lieutenant Sean McKinney. And he is probably, of this series, the most uh, recognized face besides Bruce Campbell. He's been in tons of movies. He either plays a cop or a bad guy, typically. So um, I, I like everything that he's in. Also, Claudia Christina as an office, um, a police officer slash psychologist, Susan Riley, and Michael Lerner as Deputy Commissioner Ed Doyle. The third film is called Maniac Cop 3, Badge of Justice from 1983, so three years later. It originally had an NC-17 rating. Uh, it appeared on HBO in 1993, directed and written, again by the same people, produced by... Joel Sosen and Michael Leahy. Robert Davi is back as Detective McKinney. He's joined by Caitlin Dunnelly as Dr. Susan Fowler, Gretchen Becker as Officer Kate Sullivan, Paul Gleason as Hank uh, Connery, Doug Savant as Dr. Peter Myerson, and of course, Maniac Cop again is Robert Desar. Jackie Earl Haley also uh, plays a role. Uh, at the beginning of this movie as a really bad guy. You know, he's a very recognizable face, including he's been in stuff, including he played the Terror in The Tick, Rorschach and Watchmen, Little Children, and lots of other stuff. Where to find these movies? All three are on Shudder. Tubi has two and three. Two is free on Amazon Prime. One and three are available with an IMDb subscription. Uh, Voodoo has the first one for $3. The second one is free. Uh, Pluto has two and three for free. YouTube and Google Play have them for $4 each. 
and these movies are not on Netflix or Hulu. Rotten Tomato scores. First Maniac Cop, critics gave it a 50%. Audiences gave it a 39%. Maniac Cop 2, critics gave it a 60%. Audiences gave it a 42%. So that's one of the rare movies in which the second movie is higher rated than the first movie. And lastly, Maniac Cop 3 is not rated by critics. Audiences gave it a 16%. Now on to the plot. Uh, as usual, I'll read the brief IMDb synopsis and then just talk a little bit about the plot. So IMDb says, A killer dressed in a police uniform begins murdering innocent people in the streets of New York. The police want to suppress the information so people won't be afraid or start attacking cops, but that's exactly what happens. A woman suspects her police husband, Jack, who of course is played, as we said, by Bruce Campbell, of being the maniac cop, so he follows her to a hotel room, but instead finds him in bed with fellow police officer Teresa. The woman is upset and runs away, only to later be killed by the maniac cop. Jack is arrested for the murder of his wife, and he's taken to the police station, and Teresa is almost killed while working undercover. Lieutenant McRae, of course, is on the case, Tom Adkins. He learns that another police officer, Sally Nolan, um, has some information about what might be going on. She previously was in a relationship with a police officer named Matt Cordell. He was imprisoned in Sing Sing for police brutality, and there he was stabbed to death in the shower. And it turns out that he somehow came back to life. We'll find out a little bit more about that later. He's a zombie or something. We're not really sure what he is. And he dispenses justice now, but not just to the bad guys. He just kills anybody he happens upon. So a couple of, maybe two-thirds of the way through the film, Tom Atkins is, is killed. And then Cherie Norris is offed, uh, as well as much of the rest of the police force. And that leaves Jack, Teresa, and the Maniac Cop. So the Maniac Cop, there's a car chase. Um, Jack ends up on the outside of the, like, it's like a, I don't know what you call it, one of those like um, little kind of Jeep looking things where, uh, that they deliver the mail with. That's kind of what it looks, it's not really a car. Um, anyway, he ends up hanging on the side of the car and it ends up in the water, and you're not sure if they are dead or not, but Jack is thrown clear from the wreckage, which has a pretty good stunt, I have to say, and eventually we see a hand sticking up out of the water, so that's the maniac cop. And so we know that the maniac cop is still not dead, so that leaves the door open for him to come back. And indeed he does in Maniac Cop 2. IMDb says a supernatural maniac killer cop teams up with a Times Square serial killer. Starts off exactly at the end of the first movie. In fact, they replay the entire chase scene that has um, Jack and Matt fighting uh, over the car and then ends up in the water where he presumably died, but they never found his body. So Jack and Teresa are also back in the second film. This time they're joined by Sean McKinney, who's a grumpy detective who doesn't believe them. As I said, he's played by Robert Davi, as well as a police commissioner who doesn't believe them, Ed Doyle, and a policewoman slash psychologist who doesn't believe them initially but ends up believing them. 
after she encounters the Maniac Cop, and that's Susan Riley. Um, like the first movie, you know, you didn't expect Tom Atkins to get killed uh, before the end of the movie, and like that movie, both Jack and Teresa are killed about maybe halfway through this movie. Cordell then teams up with another serial killer named Stephen uh, Churkle, and I don't know why, but okay. And then they kidnap Susan and head back to Sing Sing, where he was killed some three years ago, the maniac cop. Uh, I will say uh, he ends up on fire, and that's a very impressive fire scene. I think they did a really good job with a couple of the the stunts in this one, including the fire scene. Cordell kills the guys that had stabbed him to death in the shower, and then Doyle admits to Cordell over a loudspeaker, because they're outside the prison, that he helped cover up his death and that his case would be reopened. Cordell ends up falling out the window of the prison and dies in a fiery explosion. He falls a couple of stories, and then Susan and Sean attend his funeral as they bury his remains. And McKinney says something about the difference between a good cop and a maniac cop. Uh, something, blah, 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 I don't know. Anyway, uh, in the final scene, we see Cordell's hand bust through the casket, thus making way for Maniac Cop 3. Maniac Cop 3, IMDb says, A priest practicing the voodoo art resurrects Matt Cordell, who takes his badge and comes back from the dead to do his bidding. This movie, again, like the second movie, starts with the final scene from the last movie, and it's the burial of Cordell at the cemetery, and then Maniac Cop is resurrected by some sort of, uh, I don't know, Santeria, Palo, uh, Mayambe kind of ritual. Um, also, in this movie, Sean McKinney is back. And this time we have a new character called um, Kate Sullivan. And she's a fellow police officer and she kills a cop. She's friends with McKinney and uh, she ends up killing a guy and a young woman in the pharmacy. And the um, news guys that are there, I think, edited the film so that it looked like it was police brutality, but it wasn't. She, it was self-defense. Um, so she ends up in a coma in the hospital and the police won't defend her and call her, uh, and the public starts calling her Maniac Kate because of her excessive use of force. So Maniac Cop decides for some reason that he wants to marry her. Who knows why? And he takes her comatose body from the hospital to the voodoo priest again. Um, and he is played, I think uh, the priest's name is Hungan, H-O-U-N-G-A-N, played by Julius Davis. Um, and he starts the ceremony, and somehow McKinney and the lady doctor show up, and the maniac cop catches fire again. And there's a car chase where he's on fire. That's uh, some other, some more good special effects there, I think. Kenny throws an oxygen canister. I'm sorry, McKinney throws an oxygen canister that was in the back of the ambulance that they were driving into his car. It explodes. And in the end, the coroner rolls in both of the charred bodies of Maniac Cop and Kate. And in the uh, autopsy room, when the guy's not looking, the Maniac Cop's hand reaches out to hold Kate's hand. 
And that's the end. So obviously he's still not dead. So on to some trivia. There is a documentary about this movie called Doom Detective, Tom Atkins on Maniac Cop 2011. I did not watch that, but it's out there. Uh, Robert Zadar worked mainly in low-budget B-movies and direct-to-video features, but occasionally in mainstream Hollywood films and movies due to his uh, medical condition, which is called, I think, Cherubism, C-H-E-R-U-B-I-S-M. It results in an enlarged jawline, so that makes his appearance, um, uh, he's definitely recognizable. Um, this also let him play many sinister roles, so he was a bad guy in a lot of movies, and aided his career as usually portrayed villains. A prolific actor, Zadar appeared in 121 films and television episodes over the course of his 39-year career. He was also in Samurai Cop, and interestingly, Lauren Landon was in Samurai Cop 2. Maniac Cop had a budget of $1.1 million, box office of $691,382, so did not break even on that one. The actors that play both the protagonist, Bruce Campbell, and the antagonist, Robert Zadar, have had the nickname The Chin. Three cameras were used to shoot the St. Patrick's Day Parade before the production began. Sam Raimi, of course, from uh, most famous from The Evil Dead, but he's done a bunch of other stuff, shot some of the footage which was shown to investors to secure the money to complete the film. The coroner, played by Barry Brenner, was William Lustig's real-life doctor. Interestingly, actor Robert Zadar, who played the maniac cop, actually worked as a police officer in real life for the Chicago Police Department. Although the film was set in New York City, it was only shot there for three days. Released in Turkey under the name A Maniac Wanted because the Turkish government did not want to smear the title of policeman. Bruce Campbell admitted that he only did the film because he needed work. He also admitted that the film wasn't very good. And this movie was filmed back-to-back -back with another movie called Hit List from 1981. Also, Sam Raimi makes a brief appearance as a parade reporter. And William Lustig makes a brief appearance as a motel manager. Jill Gatsby is Larry Cohen's daughter and is killed in every one of the movies she's been in. The body count here was 19. And despite re receiving top billings and being the film's protagonist, Tom Atkins is surprisingly killed two-thirds of the way through the movie, which I already mentioned. When Teresa is being attacked, after the commissioner is killed, she locks herself in a room with boxes that say uh, Westlake on them. Peyton Westlake was also the name of Liam Neeson's character in Dark Man, which was directed by Sam Raimi, who has a cameo in this, as we just said. And Dark Man also features a cameo at the end by Bruce Campbell. On to the second movie. Bruce Campbell has jokingly stated at conventions that he does not like to be reminded or asked questions about this film as he was going through a messy divorce during filming. Violators of the taboo will quickly find themselves on the receiving end of Campbell's legendary ruthless razor wit. This has led to convention goers deliberately bringing up the film in order to have the honor of being insulted by him. Originally, Joe Spirell 
was to play Turkel the homicidal maniac. This would have bridged Lessage Maniac Cop with one of his earlier films, just called Maniac from 1980, which uh, I have not seen that, but I want to see it at some point because uh, that one keeps getting confused with these films. However, Spinell died before filming began and had to be replaced by Leo Rossi. The film is dedicated to Spinell in the end credits. Leo Rossi visited a strip club to research the character of Turkel. Rossi was thrown out of the strip club by two bouncers after he scared one of the strippers by making direct eye contact with her. Okay. Body count is here is 33. 34 if you count the cop killed in the opening footage, although it was reused footage, as we said, from the first film. Matt Cordell speaks only once in this film, giving his surname. Robert Downey Sr. was initially going to play Lou Brady, but had to bow out due to personal issues. Robert Lustig asked Charles Napier at the last minute to play Brady instead. William Lustig set his arm on fire in order to convince Leo Rossi to have his arm set on fire at the film's climax. Rossi agreed and wound up having his bushy beard singed by the flames. William Lustig and Claudia Christian apparently did not get along during the shooting of the film. During production of the chase scene, the fuel cell, a small gas canister for stunt driving to reduce chance of explosion, for the taxi didn't arrive in time. The stunt proceeded despite this, and the gas tank caught fire from sparks generated by the wheel rims scraping the pavement. The stunt driver fled from the flaming car. The car was the fire was doused, and the film was briefly halted for production. The post credit for this picture was only two and a half months. I'm sorry, the post-production for this film was only two and a half months, William. Lestage had three different editors working around the clock to have the film ready in time to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. William Lestage had some financiers, told some financiers that he had cast Robert Davi as the lead even before he had done so. The fire sequence in the prison was shot over the course of three days. Commissioner from the movie, Michael Lerner, and the mayor from the first movie, Ken Lerner, are brothers in real life. In the convenience store robbery scene, Marco Rodriguez tells the clerk he is free to go, just like he said in Cobra, another film with Marco Rodriguez, who plays the store robber. Robert Crenna was originally considered to play Edward Doyle. Leo Rossi also appeared in the first Maniac Cop as the mayor's aide. Claudia Christian tragically suffered a miscarriage shortly after performing a stunt involving her being dragged outside the vehicle with a while handcuffed to the steering wheel. The producers of the film were not liable because the actress failed to disclose that she was three months pregnant when she signed on to do the film. The cemetery at the end of the film is Calvary Cemetery in Queens, New York, the cemetery was also used as a location in Lucio Fulce's 1980 City of the Living Dead for the scene in which Christopher George rescues um, somebody, Catriona McCoyle, from a premature burial. Calvary Cemetery is also the final resting place of actor Joe Spinell, star of, as we said before, William Lestage Maniac who was supposed to play Leo Rossi in the second movie. 
Michael Lerner worked for only one week on the movie. And Claudia Christian also starred in Upworld with Robert Dazar. Both Maniac Cop and Upworld were initially released in 1990. Although he gets top billing and featured prominently on some of the posters, Bruce Campbell is killed. Oh, it's not halfway through the film. It's 17 minutes through the film um, and has only roughly three minutes of screen time before he is killed. The majority of the film takes place in 1988. However, Cordell is finally laid to rest at the end. That takes place in 1989. Based on the priest saying he died in prison three years earlier, which, as stated in Maniac Cop, was 1986. Larry Cohen originally wanted Laura Landon's character to be paralyzed instead of being killed off. Now on to Maniac Cop 3. Uh, don't have much trivia on that, but we'll see what we got. This film had a troubled production when director William Lustig rough cut came out at only 51 minutes. He refused to shoot the additional scenes the producers wanted and quit the project. The balance of the picture was directed by co-producer Joel Soson prior to Blue Underground's DVD and Blu-ray release of the film in 2013. Lustig was the film's credited director. However, the Blue Underground version is credited to the Directors Guild of America, pseudonym Alan Smithy. And as we've said before, they use that pseudonym when people don't want to put their names on projects. Expert editor Michael Elliott was brought to re-edit the film because of the behind-the-scenes problems and short running time. Uh, this is why there are several scenes in the movie that are very obviously outtakes of scenes from Maniac Cop 2. So that explains why we ended up seeing the same ending of both movies. And seeing the ending of one at the beginning of two, seeing the ending of two at the beginning of three. As with the preceding film, Matt Cordell speaks only once, this time telling Julius Harris to finish a voodoo rite. For the church exteriors, the same church was used that Alan Carpenter used in Prince of Darkness. Despite being set in New York, filming clearly took place in Los Angeles. The film takes place directly after the events of Maniac Cop 2 um, and refers to the Rodney King incident and Kate's hospital chart says 1992. Therefore, the time span of the film is three years. The film stars two-time Oscar nominees Jackie Earl Haley and Robert Forrester. Besides this film, Robert Davi and Grand L. Bush worked together in two other films, Die Hard from 1988 and License to Kill from 1989. The body count here is 20. Cordell kills 11, McKinney kills 3, Jessup kills 4, Kate kills 1, and one of the escaped prisoners kills 1. This entry breaks the tradition of having the protagonist killed unexpectedly. In Maniac Cop, Tom Atkins is killed at the end of the second act, and Maniac Cop 2 Campbell dies during the first act. In this film, Robert Davi survives. So, why should you watch these movies? Well, to be honest, I'm not sure you should. Uh, if you are, say, a Bruce Campbell completionist or Tom Atkins completionist and you want to see everything you've done, you might want to check those out, or Robert Davi for that matter. Um... They do have a couple of impressive fire scenes, as I said. 
but other than that there's just not much to work with here I would say uh, instead skip these and spend your time watching Wolf Cop instead uh, because it's a lot more fun than these movies are now on to the recipe since the show takes place in New York I included a few uh, New York uh, links to some famous New York foods it's probably most famous for its New York style cheesecake and New York style pizza which has a thinner crust and single layer of cheese versus the Chicago deep dish um, pizza you can check those out at theculturetrip.com ny.eater.com and one of those articles is New York's 30 most iconic dishes so let's just read a couple of these here that we might not and it tells you where to go to get them uh, fried chicken at Charles Country's pan fried chicken soup dumplings at Joe's Shanghai combo over rice at Halal Guys uh, spicy cumin lamb noodles at Xi'an Famous Foods button chops at King's uh, let's see hot dogs couple of places that have uh, some New York style hot dogs um, chicken for two at Nomad shake burger at the Shake Shack banana pudding at Magnolia Bakery uh, falafel at Mamon's pierogies at uh, Veselka's uh, beef marrow and oxtail marmalade at Blue Ribbon uh, Let's see, a cronut at Dominique's Ansel Bakery. I'm not even sure what a cronut is. Um, but check it out. And then the other article is 12 Foods You Must Eat in New York City. And that one includes number one. Scroll down to it. Pastrami. Uh, bagels, a beck, and I did not know what a beck is, but a beck is a uh, pagoda-made bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich, which is known as a beck in New York. A dollar slice is a dollar slice of pizza. Hot dogs. Um, they suggest checking out Gray's papaya. The recession special at this famous 24-hour spot includes two francs and a soda for when you're hungry or broke or just in a hurry. Falafel. Pizza, which we already talked about. Lots of pizza. Shake burger, which we mentioned. Meat over rice. And New York cheesecake, I already mentioned. The black and white cookie looks really good. And that's about it. So check out those links, see what you think. And that's it for this week. Where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Or contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com. Or visit us at our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. That's it for this week. Uh, until then, stay warm. It's really cold outside here. And uh, 
stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week, probably with a franchise not about cops this time since we've done two in a row. So talk to you later. Stay safe.